Welcome back to the Propel Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. Today's episode is about stretching safely after an injury. One of the greatest risks that we run when we get injured is that we stretch too quickly. And it really requires us to have a lot of control, but we also need the knowledge to back that up because we need to know how the body is healing after we get injured to understand what not to do to make the process even longer. It goes without saying that when you get injured, you should not continue to do activity at the same pace that you once were prior to injury. Why is that? Well, when we are moving our body, using muscles that are injured, we start to make the injury worse. We affect the muscles around it. And now those muscles actually have to work harder. And that causes them to be overstressed and potentially injure those muscles. We put our body in a position where we may be moving in a certain way that actually touches muscles that aren't even close to the muscle that got injured. For example, with an ankle injury, I can actually see problems that go all the way up to my low back because of how I'm walking or how I'm running. So you have to understand how the body works together to number one, recover quickly, but also you need to make sure that this doesn't come back. The body has to have time to safely recover from an injury, and it's our job to make sure that we give our body that time. So let's quickly talk about the anatomy of an injury. So when it comes to musculoskeletal injuries, the affected areas may include damage to our bones, to our nerves, our joints, our tendons, our ligaments, and muscle tissue. So the main things that you will notice with an injury, you're either not going to be able to use the body part at all, you may be able to use the body part through pain, or you may be able to use the body part, but it doesn't have quite the same ability as it did before. Today, we're going to talk about the injuries to tendons, ligaments, and muscle tissue. If you have a broken bone or nerve damage, or even damage to a joint, those injuries are healed quite differently and require things like a cast, a splint. Uh, maybe you have something that is um, completely immobilizing that body part and so you can't even use it. You may be required to be in a wheelchair. You may be in a sling. Those injuries, it really is difficult to use the body part because it probably will not work and you will need medical help to be able to constrain its movement and reset it so that it heals successfully. But what we're going to talk about today are injuries where our body could still move and therefore we have to understand how we can allow it to heal properly and not re-injure it further. So there are three or four words that go around when we're talking about tendon, ligament, and muscle tissue injuries. You hear words like sprained, strained, torn, pulled. Each one of these words refers to a very specific type of injury. So a sprain refers to an injured ligament. And a ligament is tissue that connects two bones together. And sprains can happen 
to any joint mainly as a result from a joint that's pushed into an unnatural position. So you may see people that sprain their knee because they plant their foot and their body goes a different way. And so their knee is put in a position that is not normally put in and it results in a sprain or an injury to that ligament. A strain is different. A strain refers to an injury to a tendon. And a tendon connects muscles to bones. So a ligament is connecting two bones together. A tendon connects a muscle to a bone. Or it can also connect to another muscle. So we can call that a pulled muscle. If the tendon or muscle is stretched too far or it's stretched when it's trying to contract, the strain may happen. And it's important to understand from this perspective that we are stretching that tendon too far. And so it's leading to an overstretched tendon that is now having to heal. What frequently happens is that people feel a tightness and they assume my muscles tight, I better stretch it. The body actually notices when something is overstretched. In the case of a strain or an injury to a tendon, it will actually be overstretched and that's how the injury occurred. But your body will perceive it as something that is tight. It's noticing that it's not able to lengthen correctly or relax because we've overstretched it and now it's in a position where it cannot stretch any further. So your body thinks I have got to stretch it. That's how more injury occurs. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but just to set the scene a little bit, our body can trick us into believing that we just have a tight muscle. If you have a tear, that would be a ripping of the muscle tissue. And it is of greater impact to the body and more serious than a muscle strain. So if something is torn, you are probably going to have much less function than you would if it is strained. And in that case, it may be more intuitive to not use that body part. But the same concept still applies. You cannot contract the muscle because it is in a position where it's not in a normal setting. Each of these injuries comes with different timelines to returning back to activity. And you need to seek the advice of a physician or a specialist to fully understand what that timeline is. But generally speaking, the recovery timelines can range from days to months and in severe cases or perhaps cases where we do not follow good protocols and continue re-injuring ourselves, it could be years. It's important to understand how our body recovers because that can significantly shorten the timeline to recover and get you back to the activities that matter most. One thing that is extremely important to consider is that your health will not improve 
as much as it does when you're healthy. <laughs> it sounds funny to say, but think about this. A lot of people are very hesitant to give up their exercise routine when they get injured because they're concerned that their body will slip back maybe into some unhealthy state. They could gain weight. They could lose muscle mass. But consider that when your body is healthy, you can progress. And if your body is continually in a state of not being healed, you are progressing further and further toward a state where you cannot do any exercise. So you have to ask yourself, what's better? Two months healing properly or trying to do exercise for several months and my recovery timeline is now a year or two years because I've injured it so many times that I now have two or three years in front of me where I cannot operate at my peak performance. I promise you, taking a small amount of time to recover properly now is much better for your overall long-term health than trying to work through it and allowing yourself to get re-injured over and over again. Let's talk about how your body recovers. There are four main stages that your muscle goes through to properly heal. The first phase is the protection phase. And this happens between two and four days following the injury. In this phase, your injury will cause swelling as your body is seeking to protect it from further injury. At this stage, it is crucial to do what we call RICE, which stands for rest, ice, compression, and elevation. Resting obviously is going to minimize any further injury when the body is at its most vulnerable state. Adding ice and not heat for 10 to 20 minutes every hour or two for the first 48 to 72 hours helps to decrease the swelling, which is associated with pain. Compressing the area also minimizes that swelling and it provides stability. You'll notice there are a lot of products on the market that assist in adding compression, whether that be socks or knee sleeves or elbow sleeves, so that you feel that stability. And when your body is in an injured state, your stability is obviously going to be much lower than at a normal point in life. So you can do things like adding a wrap. You can even add a wrap around some ice to add the, the compression factor as well as adding the ice to decrease the swelling. The other thing you can do for swelling is elevation. You can elevate that injury above your heart level for about two to three hours a day to reduce swelling. And we're just trying to pull some of that blood that would normally be rushing to the injury away from that injury so that we can pull the swelling down a little bit. Swelling is not a bad thing. However, it does bring pain. And at a certain point, as long as you are resting and protecting it, it's not always going to be beneficial. You can do some things to bring that swelling down, ease the pain, and then we get into our second phase. Our second phase is the repair phase. 
And this happens six weeks following injury. So for the first six weeks after the injury, your body is going to start laying down new soft tissue and scar tissue is going to start to strengthen. This is the phase that typically is violated with re-injury. A lot of people are going to do too much in the repair phase. They're going to try to stretch too much. They're going to try to stretch their injury because they feel tight. They're going to try to modify activities in the wrong way, and they may actually injure other parts of their body. This phase is crucial because it's laying the foundation for the healing. You have to continue giving your body time during the repair phase. When you are in phase two, you can start doing some light mobility and stretching, but there's one or two stipulations. The first is that your primary care physician who hopefully knows about the injury has cleared you for some light movement. As I mentioned before, if you have something like a tear, you do not want to get into mobility and stretching too early because that's going to be more significant than maybe a light strain. The physician or the specialist that you're working with should be able to help you understand around when you're cleared for some light activity. The new tissue that's laying down is probably going to be stiff. This tissue has not been stretched out and it has not worked with its tissue around it to have the same length, so to speak. So stretching can provide increased blood flow that assists in increasing your mobility. The key is that you want to do stretches slowly and you want to stay underneath 50% of your normal mobility. You should understand around how much mobility you generally have and you need to slowly work into that 50%. My recommendation is for those first two to three weeks in that recovery phase, the repair phase rather, you're slowly working up to that 50%. Start at 20%. Then the next week, go to 30% and then 40. Add a little bit more each time. And it's important that you start with about a 10 or 15 second stretch and then back off. This will allow you to first understand, am I feeling pain? If you feel pain, stop. You've gone too far or it's too early to start this process. And that's okay. That's a part of this whole process of healing. You have to listen to your body. There are general guidelines, but everyone's body heals differently depending on your age, your risk factors, your um, what you've inherited as far as traits go. Your body will heal differently. And so you need to be in control of your healing process. No one can do that for you. Start with that 10 to 15 second stretch. If you don't have any pain or you have some mild discomfort and mild discomfort should be a stiffness. It should not be pain. Go ahead and do that same stretch for two to three rounds of 45 second stretching. This is going to be focused on just allowing that new 
tissue to get some blood work to it and start lengthening out. But your goal is not to completely make it loose. Again, 50% mobility is key here and continuing to watch for any pain. The other thing is if you continue to feel pain more than 24 hours after stretching, this is another indicator that you've gone too far. So if you feel pain while you're stretching, stop. You're done for the day. If you feel pain for 24 hours or more, then you've definitely gone too far and you need to come back to some of those rice modalities. So rest it for a few more days, add ice to it, compress it, and elevate it. Once we get to around five to six weeks since the injury, we start to enter the remodeling phase. The existing scar tissue at this point is now tested and the new tissue begins to build in order to provide the strength. So we've laid our groundwork and we're starting to get tissue in so we can get our strength back. This phase generally goes from about six weeks following the injury to about three months. That timetable can be completely different depending on the severity of the injury. This is when we can start using more mobility. So it's important during the repair phase to start stretching that area. I would also encourage you, if that injury happened to one side of your body, stretch the same way on the other side. Because what happens is we compensate. If I injure my right ankle and I'm walking with a limp, my left ankle is going to be absorbing more of my weight, more of my force. And you may find that once the rehabbed ankle is better, your other ankle is actually more at risk for injury. Take time to do things, what we call bilaterally, on both sides so that everything is continuing to be stretched and loose. Pay attention to where you're putting your weight and make sure that your body is as even as possible, um, even though it may not be fully possible to put all of your weight on the injured ligament or foot. During the remodeling phase, this is when we can start stretching a little bit further. Slowly work up to 100% of your pre-injury range of motion. The key word there is slowly. You need to do it slowly. The important thing with range of motion is that you have to be in control. If I was to injure my shoulder and I'm working on range of motion where I'm lifting my arm up above or up over my head. I'm not just going to go up to my ear with my arm quickly. That doesn't help me. I need to do that controlled, slow. I need to hold it for two to three seconds at the top of that range of motion. And then I need to continue to be in control and to drop it slowly. The other thing that you can do for range of motion, start playing with different directions. So if you injure your knee, sit down on a chair or a stool, extend your leg out in front of you straight, then try extending it out at a 45 degree angle to the inside and then to the outside. Start working on moving multiple directions. 
If it's on the lower half of your body, try doing things like walking backwards, stepping to the side, turning your body. If you, if you injure your upper body, really working your rotation, trying to get your shoulders back and down, getting your torso up tall. Those are all really important because they're not only just going to help the range of motion for that injured element, but they're going to help your entire body's range of motion. And when we're coming out of an injury, it's important to use that time to really work on our entire body. Nothing works in isolation. Everything is connected. When you are going to stretch the affected area, you can do things like putting more pressure on that area. You can start to do what's called active stretching, where you stretch the area for 10 seconds, you come out of the stretch, and then you go back into the stretch. You can even start to do some light strengthening. The light strengthening is going to, again, work that tissue that's being laid down that's now going to become the foundation for strength. Body weight exercises are key in this phase. And you can use things like an exercise band to add a little bit of resistance. But I recommend staying away from the weights as much as possible during this phase. Depending on the severity of your injury, you could come back to the weights as soon as two months following injury, maybe a month and a half. But I would encourage you, use this time to really build up your base, work on your core strength, work on your glute strength, work on your back strength and holding your body up. All of these things are important just for a healthy lifestyle, but this is an opportunity to do it and help yourself to feel better from your injury. Our last phase in the healing cycle is called ongoing repair. And this happens about three months after injury, and it could go all the way up to 12 months. So a full year. The quality of the tissue is being improved during this time, and you're strengthening it. This is when you're going to really have the opportunity to decrease your likelihood for future injury building up that proper strength, understand what happened in your injury, understand if there are any problems with your walking gait, with the way that you're lifting weights. It's very common to have issues that come from picking up a weight improperly. It's very common to have issues if you have, um, an improper running gait or walking gait. You can work with a physical therapist to isolate some of those problems. But generally, just be more aware of how your body's feeling. Use this time to really focus on moving properly, and it will pay major dividends in your future. The biggest thing that I want you to take away from this is you have to use progression to increase the total amount of range of motion and also increase your strength. 
Progression will ensure that your body has enough time to heal, but you're still being challenged. Continue to stretch even months after your injury. Continue to do strengthening exercises that may not be quite as fun. These are the things that are going to ensure you have your entire range of motion and are able to operate at a high performance level to do the things that you want to do. It's no fun to have to stop hiking or stop swimming because your injury is now prohibiting you from doing those things. Take the time to take care of your body now so that in the future you can use it the way that you want to. Thanks for listening to today's Propel podcast and from all of us here at Propel, be well.